All right. Cool. Um, and we're on. We are. Uh, I just have everyone do just the quick little clap test. Oh, wait. Let me, uh, let me record the Zoom meeting. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. You're amazing, too. <laughs> oh, dude, I've been looking forward to this since I had the idea to do a podcast. So, man, thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Um, I'm, I'm always pleased when somebody in the community who really cares and commits to the community reaches out because that's why I built the channel, man. That's why I, I put this together to kind of like share, you know, we're all going to die one day, man. And I want to make sure the knowledge <laughs> I've been blessed to achieve carries on forward because unlike a lot of industry stuff, music is a place where we really take care of each other. It's just yeah, what we and, do. Uh, Dude, it was it was you and working with you that week that really unlocked all those doors for me. So it's you're by far one of the most influential people that I've met in person thus far. So <laughs> thank you, man. Well, I just again, man, I, I look at where you're at and go, man, the theater. You work in a theater, bro. I do. How many how many that just doesn't seem to exist anymore. Not like it used to, man. No, and I'm it's different. You know, not it's to, a blessing. Yeah. Not to be the like, look at me, but like I, you know, I, I took over. I'm the main house guy there now since you guys came through. So, yeah, it's awesome. Congratulations, man! Yeah, now we're shut down until the fall because of all the the uh, the craziness that's going on. Man, it's a part of life, as my grandmother once said, I, and I had to take this to heart because it's hard. Because in our industry, it's it's probably dead till 2021. Yeah. Like local stuff, regional stuff will be good. I'll be playing some gigs of drummer. Yay. Yeah. I like here I am on the patio. Enjoy your margarita. But as far as like full on touring, I don't see it happening right away. So Yeah. Um I'm gonna prepare like I am, but I just don't know if I see it happening right away. But so yeah. but like my grandmother said, you know, things change, business changes, uh life changes and it happens and there's not much you could do about it. You just have to adapt and adjust and do your best to make sure that uh you're ready for it. Yeah, you know, I always she's say like I like, used to. Oh, oh go ahead. Uh, uh, well, not to cut you off, but it's like you know, society's going to change. It's up to you if you're going to change along with it. Yes, and we're dealing with so many of aspects of that on today's day that we choose to do Did, this quick broadcast. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like, uh, there's no words for it, and it's kind of hard to discuss music and drums in this time. But it's we got to because we got to keep some semblance of normally around normalcy around ourselves to make sure that we're thinking straight yo so when we see this we go this ain't right and you no. look over at your your african american friends and your asian american friends and going what are these guys these people keep talking about where are they and your friends are looking at you going i don't know you want to play some want to play some mario kart and you're like yeah i do i kind of do <laughs> i like i've I'm not really a movie guy, but since I have all this free time, I've like watched all of the comedy movies that I've liked throughout my life. And I'm just yeah. like, this just feels nor like it's just nice to have an hour and a half or whatever to feel to like not a, read yeah. the news. Yeah. Yeah. To not deal with it. And this is something that's funny because it actually pertains to exactly a lot of the things we're going to talk about today with drums and drumming and, and stuff like that, drum tuning, or at least the way I look at it as, as a tech is that we as human beings tend to sit inside our bubbles. The question is, is how much does the universe respond to that bubble? Right. Like, there's some players I've worked for where it's like, yo, what I have to say really don't matter, man. How they want it is how they want it. Yep. How they've had it all their life is how they've had it. And you better make sure you can give it to them. And it's my pleasure to do it. It's, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm like, oh, the thought work is taken out. This is what the guy <laughs> wants. Give it to him. 
Uh, but, you know, it's the same thing in the entertainment industry. There's sometimes you'll come across an out-of-touch performer that has lived in a bubble all their life, so they don't know any different. Yeah. You know, I see acts going on in America where I don't care whether the laws are supported or not or whatever side of the political coin you are on. The reality is when you look at the optics of something and you can't see just how bad it looks because of the environment you're in, because of what people have allowed you to think. Yeah. That's the issue. Yeah. Um, I'm a big... So, I keep cutting you, know, you off. I'm so sorry. No, it's great. I'll talk on. Way too much. I've had Dude, coffee. I will. I will talk for hours. That's actually uh, one of the like every report card was just like he could work harder and he talks a lot. And I'm like, that's <laughs> that's true through and through. Good job, uh, chemistry teacher. Good job. Thank you. Well, I mean, you know, again, man, it's it's this whole world is a construct of our imaginations in a sense you know yeah. it's only what you imagine it to be you look at the world as the way it is if it looks like a horrible pile of crap it's going to be a horrible pile of crap if you look at it as a good place it's going to be a good place there's going to be context of left and right in each side of that you know the black the white the this side of the coin the yin the yang that side of the coin but in the end how you look at it and how you interact with it and what you give it is what you get this yeah. world is a will to power and nothing more yeah, like, you know, we've all probably have gone through that really dark, like, nihilistic period when, like, we just think everything's terrible and all you find is more and more things that are terrible and that make you angry and upset about the world. But when you, yes. when you finally, like, kind of try to put the effort in improving yourself and, and you find some form of enlightenment, be it whatever it is to you, you start to find more and more good in the world. So yeah, man, and, and, and that's the thing for me. Like, people ask me about artists I work for all the time. Is that person a jerk? Is this person a jerk? Or I heard they did this, and I heard they did that. And until you actually put yourself in their shoes, what they did may not make much sense. Until you put their britches on, you sit down and imagine, like you're in a virtual goggles thing, which everyone wants to live in because they can't handle the real world, <laughs> and go, hmm, what is it like to be Rihanna? <laughs> you know, what is it like to be the CEO of an oil company? What is it? What is their day like? You don't know. You don't no. know. You only know what your day is like. Make your day the, the best day the days of those around be. here who tell you if you wait to listen. Yeah. You know? And and that's the thing. Like, I, I came across some posts to get back to drums mm -hmm. on my channel because I've been having some great success with it. That new, uh, uh, that new kit is a beauty. Bruh. We'll talk about that bruh. in depth later. Bro. Let's get the bummer talk out of the way now. No, it's not bummer talk. It's lift up talk, man. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, I'm all for standing up for yourself and I'm all for like being very adamant about how you feel. But I, like to my like, I'm right in the middle. I'm just a middle guy. There's things I like on each side of the political coin. I'm right there with you. I, and, and most Americans are. Most Americans are. Yeah. And like most Americans, I'm pretty sure that you have friends that might be either a really liberal or really conservative of thought. Both. Who yep. are a benchmark for you. In terms of, well, what do I really feel? You know, I have feelings on this side. Help me clarify them. Yeah, I'll hang out some with like certain groups of people, and I feel like I'm just the ping pong ball of just like they're on both sides of the table, just like whack, whack. And I'm just like, well, that's a valid point, but you're wrong there. And then it gets hit to the other side. I'm like, well, that's a valid point, but you're wrong in this aspect, to my belief. Yeah. But and and dude, it's it's the, the 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 valid that's the valid point of any situation. When you look at the situation, it's going to change your mind. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are like, you know, not to be a bummer, but a lot of people were like, why are you get upset about the numbers talk? And I'm like, man, because dead is dead, y'all. 
Yeah. That we got this time that we have to share with each other. This is why I'm doing this podcast with you. Take some time out of Sunday. Uh, because we got a little time to share a beautiful thing together, man. Yeah. Everybody has a gift to give. And if you want the world to accept your gift and think you're, you know, poo don't stink and is all cool, <laughs> do the same for everybody else, man. You would be surprised. Because in my travels as a tech, as in my travels as a musician, I have found that if I shut my mouth and open my heart and mind to the people and the culture around me, I get along a lot better. Like where you live, where you live, it, it, Gettysburg, right? Yeah. That Gettysburg-like area, right? Mm-hmm. That ain't nothing like Texas. Yet it's a lot like Texas. Right. It don't look anything like Texas, but there's some parts that do look like Texas. See, I went to Texas you know and I was like, it's not that different from Pennsylvania, but it's also kind of different from Pennsylvania. Bro, we need each other. We can, if we appreciate the beauty of, of who you are via your food, your hospitality, the things that you share with me, then we find a better way. And that goes the, all the way around the world. You go to Arabic nations, you find most people are pretty... Dang cool. I feel like the average and, human being just wants to eat good food and be loved by those around them and love those around bro. them. Bro! Yeah, it's that's what a lot of simple. people don't understand, man. You know, and and it's it's hard when you don't get outside of your bubble. Correct. As we talked about this in the beginning. And so, you know, here's the bubble. We'll get to my kit. Yo, bro, let me tell you something, man. In the history of drums, sometimes a brand will get bought by someone or sold out by someone or fold and someone will revive it. And they come up and they take the brand and they stick it on a box or whatever, just like they were in Tommy Boy where they're like, you know, I just want the Callahan name. (laughs) Care about the brake pad. I want the name. But the thing is, the the name matters. There's a company in Britain, a British drum company, that is a continuation of a brand that was trying to revive itself. And was unsuccessful in becoming British manufacturing on their own. So they said, screw it. We're doing it ourselves. We're doing this. We don't need the brand name because it's about the product. Because the brand name just wanted to go back to not being good drums. <laughs> they just wanted to sell stuff in a mom and pop store, not realizing that model is dying. And then you get the company I'm working with, Rogers, who actually cared. Who actually gave a darn, man. They've reborn an instrument in a way where all of a sudden you got to get out of your bubble about what Rogers means to you. Right. Yeah, you know, uh, Rogers was a. They sold it out, and it was all crap, and it's crap, and all. And the new Rogers just could be crap. No, <laughs> no, not in any way, shape, or form. They actually went out there and created a product uh, that was next level, a different way of making drums. Um, they heat bend the, the plies and mm-hmm. and fuse them in a special proprietary mold with a proprietary layering process, akin to some of the greatest drum manufacturing I've seen. Where I'm like, oh, they care if there's integrity of the shell. They care if there's no glue filler. Right. They care. They yeah. want the drum to sound right, and the sound shows up in the drum. And so now I'm, I'm part of a program where I get to actually tell people about this. Because, bro, I sat at the kit at NAM and it blew my mind. And now that I've had a chance to play it, oh, my God. It's, it's just exactly what you wanted Rogers to be, what they were in the day when you hit it. It's like a fist hitting you. The only drum I compare it with, Tom-wise and bass drum-wise, the only drum in my life, my 20-some-odd years as a tech, for the best, the best, God bless my, I'm so lucky, um, the Jasper Maple Shells from Fives. They okay. had this heft that slapped you in the face, similar to a Tama Star Classic Bubinga, like the ones I'm wearing with little John. Yeah, ooh. ooh. My, I same. have a buddy who has one, and I'm like, oh, God. Good punch, right? Yeah, it's... It's stupid good. It's stupid good. Man, it's that same thing, man. That fist punch of a drum. But 
because of the five-ply re-ring design that they did on their Dynasonics and Maple Poplar Shell. That just, I mean, dude, it sounds like I've, I've taken it, stood it next to multiple vintage Dynas, and they all sound exactly the same. They have absolutely killed this product. And so for me to be a part of it is an honor. As a tech, I'm like, okay, that's a legit product. But they applied that concept to the Tom shells. Okay. And so you get a different sound. It's not a sound like a bingo, but it's got that same just punch you in the face heft, whether you tune it high, low, big band, uh, wide open tuning, rock tuning. I did it in my video that I'm going to go edit after we get done with this broadcast. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, I shot a video with fellow uh, YouTuber Brian Christopher Mendez. If you haven't checked out his stuff, go check it out, bro. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's just good. He's a great drummer, Big great fan. guy. He He's... had me at the 13-8 video. Oh, so you know my brother, Brian Christopher Mendez. Yeah, I dude. do. There's part of me that's like, if I get along with Kenny as as much as I did before, like maybe I can alley-oop alley another episode down the future with uh, either both of you or him or you again. Oh, Brian whatever. would love to do it, man. He's Sick. about promoting the channel, about promoting drum knowledge. He does it for the same reason I do it, man, because, I mean, what else you got to do during the day when you ain't playing or teching? That's true. <laughs> I've been I've been doing the mental tennis match of like I I feel like I would probably be good at also doing a YouTube channel, but I don't want to oh. just like rip everyone. So I'm like <laughs> I'm extensively like researching everyone else and be like, well, I don't want to do like I don't want to talk about tuning stuff because that's what Kenny does. So I'm like watching so much drum nerd stuff to be like, well, what can I talk about? <laughs> and the thing is, there's so much drum nerd stuff out there, and with this current situation, a lot of my drum tech brethren have started doing the same thing. And most of them are just doing it Facebook style, you know, just bloom, shoot up the phone video, talk about it, do the do. Like I did when I started. Right. And then I began to discover people actually want a little bit more for their free YouTube video. I mean, go figure. <laughs> this content uh, that I'm not paying for needs to be perfect. Yeah, bro, you have no idea. But I actually enjoy making the videos, so for me it's fun. Right. But it's funny that you say what you said about that because the reality is, is that my friend Brian Mendez... Uh, he, he and I were crying the other day about being YouTube guys. I mean, literally just crying, like grown-ass men crying because he had a data gaffe and I had a mic issue gaffe. And we're just like, man, why is this so hard? It should be so hard. But there's so much work involved with yeah. having a YouTube channel, dude. Dude, same Everyone thing with this podcast. Everyone like, oh, just put it up and go, bro. No. Yeah, it's the same <laughs> thing with what we're doing right here. Like it's, you know, I have to, I have to reach out to people, like figure out scheduling times. I have to, you know, take the hour or so to record it. Like I go through and edit it. So it sounds good. Then I got to like make all the promo stuff for it. And, yeah, so, and someone was like, you, you're almost funny, but you get off topic a lot. And it hurt, it hurt me so bad. Yeah. But see, we have no topic whatsoever. I just haven't seen you in a while, buddy. What's up? Dude, you know, I'm <laughs> hanging in there. But yeah, we got topics, but the thing is, is, man, you and I do this enough to where if we're yattering about our business or laughing about it, you're going to get information from it. Oh, yeah. That's you, absolutely. Because, again, man, I mean, we just covered a couple of different topics. We want a brand new drum set from Rogers, the Covington series. It's insane. Um, and it's great because people are popping out of the woodwork going, Rogers, 
Oh my God, is it back? And yeah, bro, it's back and it's back in a big way. And then we also turned around and talked about different tones of drum sets and different kits that involved it. And then we turned around and talked about having a YouTube channel because this is a drummer's life in this day and age to be on topic. How are we going to handle ourselves after this pandemic action, bro? You and I, theaters are shut down. Our planes are shut down. We can't fly here, fly there. Who's going to put 12 people on a bus? Nobody. And if they were going to do it, they can't afford the insurance. And who really wants to do that? You know, man, roadies get crazy, kind of. So they go everywhere in the city when the day is off. Who knows? museums restaurants bars you know they come back into your bus and you're like oh no i don't want to be near you yet they're your bros you don't you want to give them a hug you know your brothers and sisters and so Mm -hmm. how are we going to do this how are they going to handle all these things and so you have people who are going well i'm going to hone up my gear i'm going to hone up my tactics on on studying youtube videos and and channels and creating podcasts and stuff saying i'm doing it and you, yeah. everyone's come to realize out of their bubble, oh, YouTube don't make that much money. It's a lot of hard work. And B, I got to figure out what I'm going to do because, yo, we got, I mean, I'm not going to have work for the next eight months. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And the reality goes back to the exact same thing I said at the beginning about my Nana. You got to change. You got to adapt some change, bro. <laughs> you got to figure it out. Yeah, like, that's how to figure out how to plug in a headphone. While you <laughs> that's fine. My, like, usually I'm good at this. I'm a, I'm actually a tech. But that's fine. I, you know, I'm an audio guy. My software just cut out while you're rambling. I'm like, don't say and don't. If you come up with a point, hold up because you gotta you gotta hit record again. Yeah, but dude, I'm doubling up on your flip side because I got you covered, man. Nice. Stereo, bro. appreciate it. Stereo, and that's that's the funny thing because that's the thing with YouTube. A lot of people didn't understand what it takes to put it together, how much work putting together a good video that doesn't suck yeah. is. Because I used to think, oh, man, it can be an okay video. The knowledge is pure. No, they don't care, you hold man. hold attention. You got to have some hold. form of something or other. Yeah, you got to be somewhat legitimate. You know, Otherwise, they're like, crap. This is crap. Yep. You're crap. <laughs> well, it was good information, but it was a crappily made video, so I'm going to give you a thumbs down. Thumbs down. Thank you for teaching me how to chew drum set. Same dude that'll give me a thumbs down will send me a direct message. Your videos have been so valuable. Yeah. Maybe you could work on the mic technique a bit. I'm like, well, Dude, it's a free video I did on good. a cell phone on tour. Does this aisle sound good? It does. The ones on your kit sound good. Bro, hey, dude, that new video series. Okay, let's move on to Heil. All right. Because I'm going to tell you something, bro. I use these on, I uh, use the Heil series with uh, Sean, uh, with, with Sully mm. um, on Rihanna. He turned me on to him and they were amazing, dude. I was blown away by the, the Tom sounds and the rich snare sounds and just how open the overheads were with a lot of rejection. Just nothing yeah. else was getting in the mix. So I brought him into the studio and, bro, the 180-degree uh, off-axis rear rejection on those yeah. overheads I was using, the Fire Ant, or the mm-hmm. N-Fire um, 30W, uh, 30Bs and the 31BWs, insane. It's just like the rejection on this. Yeah. Ain't bugging nobody. And they're recording it. It's going to sound all flip, 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 flip. <laughs> it's a singing drummer, this PR35, the bomb. It's the same kind of rejection in the overheads. Bro, that's no EQ. You know that's zero EQ on those. Like those those sounds you get are straight up from the mic. I believe you when you say up no what's processing. Going on in the room. Yeah, yeah, dude. Literally, we put shelves on the on the bad boys. You know, yeah. we shaped our our tones got shaped in the preamps. Once it sounded good and everything, we we're like, good. There you go. Yeah. You know, and then put a shelves on it like you would any drum kit. We didn't. There's no cheating, no effects, no compression, no, nothing. 
that's just it. That's what they sound like in the high mics. And there you go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I would, literally uh, stupid. Ready, ready to get some work again so I can lose all the money I've made on investing in some of those. Dude, they're light. They're compact and they're convenient. I mean, for miking bands like in the theaters and some of the stuff that you do, mm-hmm. as much as I love beautiful open condenser mics over a kit, you are asking for a disaster. Or you get the thing of, well, could we put up a shield? Yo, drop some PR30Bs up top. Yeah. Or the 31BWs if you like them light and tight. And you probably won't need a shield. You'll probably get a nice warm overhead impression. You know? uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of just letting the microphone do the work for me. Yes, so then I just gotta, that's like, why I tune a drum. I just got to filter it. Yeah, it's get it right at the source. I, and then half your work's done. Man, that's I couldn't agree with you more, man. It's, I'm doing a miking video series for my YouTube channel. I was just editing it this morning. Uh, I'm using these mics. It, it was the same room. Right. And I just talked about how I set them up and showed you phase in at what it sounds like out of phase, in phase, yeah. without the room mic, out of the room mic. And, of course, my... Legendary cockroach mic technique. <laughs> uh, you want a preview of the cockroach mic? I do. Since we are talking mics and we don't get it off topic. So a lot of people only have like, you know, two channel interface at their house, but usually they'll get an eight channel interface right. to do drums at their house, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the industry standard of what's out there and cheap. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to get one unit. It's got eight. Good. I can afford that. So you got eight. And so in this series, you'll find that I did a front bass drum mic with the uh, 48, the PR48. What a sick bass drum mic. Uh, I did top and bottom snare, so you got a full image of the kit on the side, plus it's the breadth of the snare wire, so you actually have something to work with yep. without having to drop samples on. And that's a PR22 and a PR20 underneath. Okay. Insane. And then I did the two PR30B overs, uh, 30B overhead. I put a PR28 on the tom, a PR31BW to on the floor tom to get bigger tones, but also to be like, well, you put a 421 on a tom. Why don't we try this large diaphragm yeah. dynamic mic that's supposed to be like a condenser? And it killed it, dude. My mm-hmm. clinic, bro, I didn't even have to worry about what angle it was placed at. It just sounded amazing at every angle. I was like, Jesus. I got no treatment in this room right now. It's a mess in this studio. And so <laughs> you could dude, the the basement room's the same way. I'm like I have like half built in acoustic panels and I got bored one day, so I just cut up all my stepdad's scrap wood and built some yep. diffusers. And I was like, yep. if, I think if the basement looks less like a basement and more like a home studio, people will be more inclined to click on my uh my future content. Yes, they will, and that's just the way it is. Um you know, but it's funny. I also say content rules all yeah. as a bunch of great companies have shown me is true. Like I did a video for Yamaha, not because I was trying to do it for them, but, uh, you know, they take care of me. I take care of them. Yeah. And I showed you how to program the Yamaha EAD 10, which we'll get into in a minute with triggers on some black holes and on some mesh heads. And I yeah, that video. You're, it was sick. yeah, you're in my home for a minute, dude. Just like yeah. everybody else. I'm sorry. I didn't have as nice a camera as Elton John's husband. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm terribly I sorry I don't love own an SSL console. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think for, for doing it for people to help people, it came out great. It sounds great. Yeah. And a lot of it's, again, how mics, you know, a good mic on the EAD-10. Uh, but the the bottom line is, is that a good microphone can make a big difference. Yeah. Ah, here we go. There we go. See, I did it without looking because I'm a pro tech. <laughs> That's right. I'll, I'll be a pro tech one day too. 
Yeah, but no people, again, between the YouTube and getting good mics and stuff, this is one of the reasons I got some high mics, is to make sure I had good microphones at my disposal. Yeah. To where even in a room like this, it sounds great. So I'm about to do some acoustical treatment myself, study up the room a little bit to where I could do more videos at my own disposal. And that's the one thing I can say as a YouTube creator, you can. If you could build a nice space that's your space that allows you to create at your pace and your way, do that. Yeah. Because uh, it's hard enough as it is, especially when you've got like three cameras, you know, a, a lapel microphone, another secondary microphone source. You have your audio that you're recording in Ableton through your other stuff and blah, 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 blah. It gets messy real fast. And the stuff. So you count on good microphones. You count on a good camera. You count on those things to do the gig for you yeah. so you don't have to worry about it. It's, it's like a secret engineer. And these Heil microphones for the drum kit secret engineer action oh my god oh my god yeah so let's round that back around to another video i've been uh preparing for yamaha is on how i teach with this equipment like this high pr35 love it it's so good uh it, it dude i'm just talking to you i know i'm but just talking <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a just like a that's like one of those cool hip like old radio DJs. Well, so do you. You've got the big bad, you know, sure mic. I mean, I dude, know. that's a nice microphone. It is. And I totally got it for like off a of reverb on for like I need money now price. I think I spent like 180 bucks on it. Ah, jealousy. And I was like, "Ooh, I might only have 190 bucks until payday, but uh, now I'm only going to have 10." Yeah, but the bottom line is a good mic like that or a good like mic like this all of a sudden makes you sound that much more authoritative. That much oh, yeah. more real, better. It's a better production experience for people. And that's the same thing I've been doing like with my drum lessons, like my drum yeah. tuning lessons online and my drum lessons online, which I've started taking online drum lessons. Uh, in case you're wondering, KennySherrits.net, check it out. Uh, but in order to deliver them a good experience, a lot of teachers were having a hard time because Zoom is terrible. Like I, can't, oh, yeah. I, I wish I could give you good drums through Zoom. I'm pretty sure I can't. Check this out. Hold on. Does that sound good? It sounded like a blip. What about that? Nah, not that great. Nah, it's terrible in Zoom. But on yeah. Skype and on uh, some of my other inputs, dude, like Facebook Messenger and all that stuff that I do lessons on, FaceTime, mm -hmm. people are like, dude, your drums sound like they're in the studio. And that's because I take the output of the EAD-10 with that triggering system you saw, that video, I, that's the rig I teach on. Yeah. My wife's at home working, she don't care because I'm super quiet. I've got mesh heads on the drums. I've got triggers on the mesh heads. That output goes into a board along with this mic, goes yeah. into an interface, and that interface I then run in the audio engine for whatchamacallit. Now, what's funny is I, I could sit here in Zoom and do a lot of different tests, but it just sucks on Zoom. So if you're an online teacher or doing online clinics, don't use Zoom. Go use yeah. Google Duo or Google... Uh, chat where you can invite a whole bunch of people to your clinic and do your private yeah. clinics use facebook messenger use facetime use uh anything that allows you to get the good audio because if you can get good audio you get it you know using your computer mic or your phone mic sucks man you can get yeah. a little i i rig that you could plug into your phone if you're going to use your phone for lessons mm. and at least you control what's going in and then if you have a little board with a microphone and your bass input or your guitar output or whatever all going into the thing to where it sounds good with a microphone where they can hear you where you don't sound like you're in a clamshell 
your lessons are going to be more effective. And that's just the way it is. And a lot of that could easily be saved by, hey, man, I got the iRig. I have a little crap board and a 57. Boom, 57 up. Boom, crap board. Little signal into your crap board. And the crap board goes into your iRig. And all of a sudden, your students are like, your stuff sounds like God, sir. I should practice more. <laughs> You're like, yes, yeah, you should. That's right. tell, tell, me, tell me how good this sounds. Well, because, again, man, these poor students, you know, when you have to listen to their drums when they're doing it over their phone, it's terrible. And they don't yeah. think about the technolo- technology. They're, they're, you know, everyone's so savvy, but they don't think, oh, turn down the input on the, uh, on the iPhone's, you know, setting for Zoom or whatever. People don't think about it no. until people go, hey, man, turn that crap down. You know, (laughs) and as an audio engineer, you can understand now how this relates to everything. One, having a great mic two, having a great system, three, having a little bit of knowledge, but realizing Mm -hmm. you need a ton more knowledge for some of this stuff, but you don't have time because you just shot the video. You got to remember the script. You've got to get your makeup done. You got to get your haircut. You've got to make sure that the lighting's right. You got to make sure that your content is memorized. You got to make sure you're ready to play and practice. So when you do your drumming, it doesn't sound like crap. And these people don't take you seriously the same way. If all of a sudden you don't have a good background in the background, you sure you want to do a YouTube channel? <laughs> you sure? Are you sure? I th- I think so. Because <laughs> I I found that uh since I started embracing it, I have a knack for embarrassing myself. So, you know, might as well do it. Hey, your your meeting's been upgraded by the host. I've been upgraded. I've been, oh yeah, it's because you're in here twice. I'm in here twice. I'm two times the Kenny. Two times the Kenny. That would be the best sounding drum tour of all time. Nah, that would be, man. Uh, Kenny one on the on the batter heads. Kenny two on the resonant on the t- heads. <laughs> We'd be both be having like lunch together at like eleven thirty, waiting for the lunch to open, like two little squirrels waiting for a nut. You know, just is it here? Don't you have drums to do? Nope, we're done. <laughs> so fast. Hey, bro, you know, it's funny, man, because people ask me about this stuff. And I talked about this in my video on the black hole heads. And I talk about this in my tuning videos, man. I, there's two things I know I don't have to, uh, on the road as a tech, as a pro tech for other drummers. One, I do not have the luxury to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Being wrong means I'm fired. In most right. cases, you know, yeah. I need to be able to dial that drum sound the same way every night. It can't be this way one night, this way the next night. has to be how the person likes it exactly every single time, just to win their confidence, much less to win the confidence of your sound guy and all these people. But you also don't have a lot of time to waste, okay? Right. Those are my don'ts. Uh, so I want to eat lunch, man. I'm hungry. I have a high metabolism. You could tell I'm spastic. Uh, I burn calories quickly. I'm still got the same pair of jeans I had from college that I could still fit into ish. And I'm old. I'm old, yo. Good work. Thank you. I had, uh, <laughs> I ripped my favorite pair of jeans that I had from like eighth grade last year. Yeah, but you're like 19. 24. It's not that long. That's true. It's not that long. That's true. I'm just trying. You understand how old I am? <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up the best I can. <laughs> just trying to, just want to feel like I can hang. No, you can hang fine, man. You're great, dude. Thanks, dude. You're welcome. And I think it's awesome that you're doing this. Um, If anything, this should be an inspiration to anyone to say, hey, let's try to do something good. Let's try to do something great. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's way more effective if you have an open form conversation rather than just like a quick little like flash of like a hot take here for 15 seconds or 30 seconds. Yeah, you know, and... 
You know, that's the same thing when people are talking about making a YouTube channel or a podcast. Content is everything. Editing is everything. And making sure you're mentally prepared to say what you're going to say. You know, a lot of people don't think about that side of it. They just roll. I used to just roll, but believe you me, I thought about it for days. Mm -hmm. Like most of the scripts you see me say are actually scripts that I put together in my head. It's not just, oh, just blah, blah, blah. I've had to really work hard at saying, this must be valuable information, but... Most scenarios I'm in, I don't have the luxury of a cue card because one camera's here, one camera's here, and if you got the cue card in the place, you can actually freaking see it. So you're not looking at a camera; you're just like looking off into the distance at this angle, and then looking off to the distance in the other angle. Bro, I did a video on this rig. Like Yamaha asked me to do it, and I got to figure out if I'm going to edit it and put a a jokey thing in it or something because they wanted me to do a video on how to use the Yamaha EAD10 as a practice as a teaching tool online. Which is what I just explained to you. You basically can either go straight out of the EAD-10, use the audio engine USB into your computer, and boom, it works. Or you can run the output into a board like I do to add a mic in, and there you go. And actually, as soon as I'm done with another round of videos, I'm going to update this EAD-10 because the EAD-10, which is a drum triggering and miking unit from Yamaha, for those who don't know, when you upgrade it, you or update it you get a talkback feature where you can push a little button and the mic that comes with the unit gets loud for a minute so you can talk to your students and then drop oh, back that's down that's cool it is cool but it it's a bit it's, it can be shocking to the ears sometimes if not adjusted gotcha. properly do you know what right. i mean it can oh, be like oh i know i know what you you're mean. like ah he's talking it hurts whereas but the drums time, sound nice yes however the drums sound nice and my voice sounds nice this way yeah. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing out there in podcast? And so land? this is the video I did. And the, the here's the thing. I did it all by myself. It was at home in my studio. It was great. I had a Zoom gimbal or a, a smooth mobile gimbal with the face follow and everything work. And I'm like, I've got this down. I kick butt. It's a great shoot. Audio's good. All four cameras good. This is rocking right. And then I watched the video and I missed a button on my shirt, yo. So every time I turn, <laughs> you get this big old hole of a belly, like just like, hey, everybody, we're going to talk about this unit. Hey, hold on. Oh, no, it's back. Here it is. Here you go, man. Maybe the quarantine has been so good on his body. Oh, no, oh, no. What do you, what the, God. Ah. Sure <laughs> One day st- I'll be good. Yeah. You sure you want to start a YouTube channel, bro? I think I do. <laughs> I think I do. Just be prepared, man, because people don't know until they get into it and then they realize it's a lot more than they think oh, yeah. it should be. So, again, all these topics really do relate to the daily situation because God knows I don't want to go outside at all anymore and I need no. to make money. So now we've talked about great ways to record your drums, perform your drums, and teach over online or create online YouTube videos that sound great here at your home with the Yamaha EAD Tanner Rogers coverage kit if you want to get that deep. Some triggers on your black hole, super quiet. No triggers, EAD's got you. And you have a great situation that you could either run out of the EAD 10 or through your mixer and your little interface. I'm pointing at something you can't see, but I'm touching it because I love my interface. I believe it's there. It's there. Um, and you could give a better experience for your students and have people take you serious online. Same way in your YouTube videos, so they don't sound like crap. That's why yeah. I convince I do lots of favors for studio owners to allow me to get into the studio for free. It's yep. a trade. It's not for free. It's sweat off my back. Right. Sometimes money. <laughs> you know, 
It works. I want the drums to sound right for people. I want them to sound yeah. good. I want them really to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, because since I've met you, I've had a lot of, you know, not like an abundance of people, but I have my small little circle of people who trust me with their drums. So I've, you know, I've refurbed a few kits. I've tuned a couple kits. It's been great. See, it's the gift that keeps on giving, right? Yeah. I'm going to die one day and you're going to go, I don't care if he's dead. I got his teach. I got his techniques. I'm cool. <laughs> I I wouldn't wish that upon you. No, I'm just I'm so thankful for silly. I'm so thankful for that. You made me like eat my words, dude. Like cuz you just looked at me and you're like, "You think you can tune a drum?" And I was like, "Yeah." And you handed me one drum key. And you're like, "Tune this floor, Tom." And I was like, "That sounds pretty good." And you're like, "Yeah, it's not in tune, dude." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> don't want to be mad, but he called me out on it. Yeah, and then dude, you taught you know, me how that, to tune a drum kit. And that's the other thing. Let's let's round it back because we do get off topic, but return to topics in one big broad stream I'm not of consciousness. Ashamed of it, dude. Not at all. Um, in this stream of consciousness, in the bubble, you might think you know something, and you don't know Jack. There was a scene um, I saw in a preview for the TV show Hollywood, which is on Netflix. It's a TV series with okay. like three or four episodes. I can't wait to watch it. It looks good. Where the guy from Big Bang, Jim, uh, what's his name? Jim Parsons. Okay. And a dude playing Rock Hudson are at a Hollywood party. And, and Rock Hudson sits down. And uh, Vivian Lee, who is the star of Gone with the Wind, leans in and goes, <laughs> well, you must. I, somebody goes, this is the new star, Rock Hudson. And she goes, hello, nice to meet you. And he goes, I guess you were in that uh, Gone with the Wind movie, right? And the other... Uh, in, any person would go, well, yeah, she's Vivian Lee. But, of course, Jim Parsons' mm -hmm. character calls him out. He's like, you rube. What is going on with you? She's Vivian Lee, for God's sake. She's, she's Scarlett O'Hara. What's wrong with you? We don't know what we don't know. Yeah. So if you keep your mind open about drum tuning, you will realize you don't know a lot. There's still things I don't know. There's still tricks that techs teach me all the time on yeah. how they – one of my friends, Rick West – out on the Blondie tour. It was Blondie Elvis Costello. Mm -hmm. uh, Rick West, who works for Incubus, man. He had so many great little ideas. And one of them was, you know, like if the bass drum, not only to keep the bass drum from moving, but to add a certain just uh, heft to the drum, like just full. Yeah. If I ever have a 24-inch bass drummer for a rock band again, I'm doing exactly what Rick did, which was put some sandbags in the drum and use those. In the drums. In the drum and use those as your pillow okay. rather than a pillow. All right, because I have a 24 right behind me because I'm cool. Dude, so experiment with this since you're in a theater and you have sandbags, okay? Okay, All right. will do. All right. Put a little t-shirt pillow like you see me make, but wake it with a towel or like a you know an FNCQ pad or something in there. Just toss it in there and listen to it and go, wow, okay, cool. Then just take a sandbag or two and just plop it in there on top of it. Okay. Right I'll on top of it and see the difference when you have that in there. And then pull the thing out and just do the sandbags. It'll add a certain grit and heft to the drum. Why? More mass, more sledge. Okay. More mass equals more sledge. That's why I, sometimes I put moon gels on a tom. Little teeny bit. It may, you saw me. I cut them right in half. They yeah. were little teeny bits. Do you know you, why? You corrected me because I was one of the cool internet guys who hated moon gels. And yeah. You, you, thought, uh, you looked at me like. You can't tune. I never said that to you. Can't but. tune. No, I'm saying the internet troll who doesn't like oh, moon yeah. gels. And you can't then tune. I That's bought, all it is. You can't tune drum. It was that week because like, I was off. Like I think we met on like the load in like Saturday or whatever. And then I came back 
you invited me back on like a Monday or a Wednesday or whatever. And I was like, yeah, so like I bought two matching keys. I bought some moon gel. I bought this. I bought that. I bought that. Like you came to play, dude. Yeah. It, it, your job as a drum tech or as a backline tech is to provide the artists with whatever they need and the sound guys with what they need to get the performance sounding great. And if you don't have something handy when a drum is a little cattywampus and y'all don't have time to take it out and tune it, yeah. that shuts it up long enough to finish sound check so everyone can go to dinner, you can fix the drum and then join them for dinner, you're not thinking. You're not going to be working for long. A piece of moon gel, shut it right up. Yeah. And then go fix your bad work, please. Dissolve. You know what I mean? Dissolve it's the your ego. fault. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't, you know, some sound guys like the wide open drums. Most of the times I find that that little piece of moon gel basically does nothing more than, like the half piece, yeah. does nothing more than focus the tone of the drum. It's not so wide open and it's not so ringy that you have to account for it with EQ. Yeah. I don't want my sound guy to use EQ on my drums. Much the same way my... Um, videos are raw and they're right. straight from the mic i want my live sounds to be raw and straight from the mic i want them literally to be able to craft it without having to use an eq so they focus on things like the guitar sound yeah. don't focus or on don't focus EQ. on my work i guess as a tech you're it's as long as as when i went to audio school my uh like my main mentor said in live sound if no one in the audience knows who you are or is thinking about you, you're doing your job right. Totally. And I, it's the same way as a tech. Like if the front of house guy isn't thinking about the drum tones, you as a drum tech have done it right. Man, absolutely. And that's usually my goal. And that's, that's one of the things, oh, this is weird. Everything just changed. Oh. There we are. I'm back in. Um, probably like six or seven of the most humbling moments of my life and just things where... I didn't feel proud. I didn't feel egotistical. I felt straight up like a dude doing a job well for somebody. Like I'd given him a gift because they were yeah. so freaking happy. It's nice and when it that was, happens. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Uh, my my old friend, um, Tony, uh, Vegas Tony from Michelle Branch. Okay. He was straight up. He goes, Kenny, you, I love you, dude. I've got no EQ in your drums. Look at this. And he'd always be smoking a cigar. Look at this. No EQ on the drums. You're, you're I'm amazing. Picture him, I'm picturing him like Ruben from Ocean's Eleven. Dude, think, think, it's just Syracuse, New York. That's all you got to think, bro. You're up okay. there. You know what I'm talking about. Beautiful people. I love it. Um, I was born in Buffalo, so they're like right down the street from me. It's like, oh okay. my God, you're a few exits down. It's my home. It's my people. I mm -hmm. love them. Josh Stone, Davy Kirkwood, the legendary Davy Kirkwood, brings me out in Rome to the front of the, the stage. And he goes, Kenny, come here, come here. He's a Scotsman. Come here, come here. I got to show you something. Shows me this. And I said, what? He goes, this is the sound of your drums, Kenny. Look at the EQ of my drums. And I looked. And there was literally nothing but shells. Yeah, just like said, taking the no low EQ, end out bro. here, taking the high end out here, just a little filtering. Bam. Yeah, filtering, shelves. And he goes, <laughs> I know, Kenny. I love you. Absolutely love you, Kenny. Stevie Wonder's guy, God rest his soul, Danny... Um, Danny Leak, just a legendary. I mean, I miss him so much already. Just he just passed recently, and uh, dude, you know when he brought me out front and showed me that really he had nothing on nothing. That I made his job easy because I got a drum set right in between two gigantic percussion rigs with mics at all these weird angles. He goes, Kenny, you you cut the amount of filtering I have to do down enormously. Yeah, thank you. And I'm just man, I cried. I cried on the spot, man, because it matters to me. To see Sean Sullivan, you know, just, or sorry, to see uh, Sully um, 
just do what he does and be happy with my drum sounds, man. I was honored, dude. I was blown away. He's such an amazing sound guy. Same with Kyle Hamilton, who uh, I've done Janet and Rihanna with. Just mm -hmm. the fact that I give them something that makes their job easy, it's, it's beautiful. It, it, yeah. It's really what it's all about. We had a uh, another tour come through in like January. It was one of the last like big events that I did before everything got you know got closed off. And the engineer that was out with them, I'm trying to get him on here, but eh, it's hard to schedule people who aren't in your like immediate circle. But uh, yes, like he was like he was the monitor guy for like Queens of the Stone Age on the uh, like the songs for the Deaf Tour with like Dave Grohl and like he's like he's toured with I think he wow. was like Allison Chains front of house guy for a while. Like, just a bunch of really cool shit. And I did Backline for that production the night before, and then they came into the Majestic, which was, like, my house, and I had everything set up. Like, Backline was good. Like, anything that he complained about mic-wise the night before, I changed Fixed. and I set up. And he, like, and I was like, okay, well, like, when we got the rider, um, they, they said that they weren't touring with a, with a front of house person so i thought it was going to be me so i set up the console i was like here's how i set it up here's how like if you don't like it i have a, a blank template we can edit and he just looked at it and like other than specific reverb types and like how he likes his vcas he was like this is perfect dude just, isn't that a great feeling and he just looked at me he's like if i could work with someone of your caliber every day on tour my life would be so easy and i almost cried i was like you've worked with like some of the coolest bands and you think me just going to work and doing what I'm supposed to do is great. Th thank you so much. Thank you so much, sir. Well, it matters, dude. And that's that's one thing I, I texted guess, all uh, my friends. I was excited, bro. You should have been excited, and that's I mean, one of the. Why do you think I invited you into my world, man? You mm -hmm. have an enthusiasm, and a, you obviously have a commitment to wanting to get it right. Like your reputation actually matters to you. It does. You want the artist to shine bright, and that's what makes being a backline tech or or an audio engineer probably the most real connecting thing you could think to music is that you just want the artist to shine bright so everyone around you is happy. Because then you're in your yeah. mixing thing and the whole audience is going nuts and the audience, audience, the artist is happy and you're like, woolly warm feelings, woolly warm feelings, you know? Yeah, because if, if we as techs get it right, then, you know, cause, I mean, I, you know, I wear a lot of hats, we all do. But like if I get yes. things right from the, the tech aspect, which is like tuning and mic placement... Then when I'm mixing, I'm not fighting anything. It's it's creative and it's an art, like it should be. Yeah, all of a sudden when you do your this level of compression on these frequencies and then I double it and I double this and then I make my buses and all the things that you do to make your mixing easier to where you can make a solo pop out during the show or to add the little tom lift without having to change the whole sound of the drum set kind of stuff. Yeah. Or, you know, when they go, la, 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 every time he goes, la, 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 you have a different effect. You pop on, pops out, mm -hmm. pop on, pop out. And you're yeah, not fighting nothing. your board. There's nothing worse than like not being able to bump up a solo because you're you're fighting a poorly tuned like rack tom or floor tom part. Yeah, bro. It's I can only imagine how it and they, and then everyone's like, why is the sound guy so grumpy? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't even use any moon gels. What's with <laughs> that guy, dude? We so in Gettysburg we do a a charity fest twice a year. So it's it's three days of, of live music for uh, you know. For, it's for a good cause, and I look forward to it, but by day three, I'm kind of burnt. 
But like day one, I kid you not, I roll into the venue that I'm doing sound at for the next three days, right? It's load in. I walk in. I see the stage. We don't even have a single like monitor dropped on stage. We don't have anything set up. And I see like the the band that was going on last that night, their drummer already had his kit in and he had it set up to his specifications. And I was like, oh no, I know I'm in for working tonight. Because usually like if it's a gear share, like you dump your stuff on stage and you just find the first drummer and you're like, here's my stuff, have at it, let's go. Yeah. Like, There's five other drummers that are going to have a completely different setup. Like the first band, the drummer was lefty. And <laughs> I was like, ah. Oh. Yeah, dude. You know, and it's it's funny. As a tech, here's the thing. As a tech, man, you know what? Let the player do his due. Let yeah. him do it. Like that first guy comes in, he's the last act, and he totally sits the kid up how I like it. And then he goes, yeah, I don't want that to move at all. And then leaves. And you're like, yeah, you got four other drummers, you jackass. That's what and I did. And you I <laughs> mark it. Like say, okay, he's blue. I got a blue Sharpie. You mark all his blue Sharpies, take two, three quick picks. Mm-hmm. And then you move on because like, dude, when I, one of the things I would do almost every year and I was blessed, God bless you, Howard Hopkins was to do the Fader Fort, which was okay. at South by Southwest, which was a big event during the day, mm-hmm. uh, which is the hottest acts that were coming up in the pop music world and the hip hop and rap would yeah. come through and then it'd always be a badass rap headliner or a badass pop rock headliner for the night, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday, okay? Mm-hmm. And you're talking about from like 2 to like 8 or 2 to 7, you've got 5 hours and you're cramming 10 bands through that 5 hours. Mm-hmm. Or you're like 1 to 7 and you're like 5, you know, all these bands, yeah. 9, 10 bands. Like and 40 all, minute sets or half an hour sets, 10 minute changeovers. Yeah, yeah, not even like 25 and 10s. 25 okay. 10s. Ooh. Okay, pushing it, but I like it. Woo, I'm telling you, at best 15 turnovers, so they, but they only got a 25-minute set. But I'm telling you, you already know. And there were times, because I'm Stevie Wonder's drum tech at the time, it was easy right. to convince the drummer to use my kit because they're all like, house kids suck, and I turn them, and I meet every band ahead of time and explain to them, say, listen, this is going to be the most professional stage you have been on at South by Southwest and will be on South by Southwest. I'm Stevie Wonder's drum tech and stage manager. We got Genesis's production manager running the whole flip. We got one of the best sound guys in town running the system. It's our system, and we're here to accommodate you. I have the plot. Who wants to use my drum set? I tune drums with Stevie Wonder. You want to use yours or mine? The less time you waste setting up, the more time you have to play. You might even get an extra song in. Yeah. And they'd all go, I'll use your drum set, sir. Good. Yep. Get to it. And then I'd go set everyone else up. And if they need me to move the bass amp, move it. If you do this, yeah. do this. If you put your mind to it, an event like that goes super smooth. And then all of a sudden, that marking you did in the morning instead of getting upset with the dude, when you, yeah. like you said, yeah, I said, oh man, it's going to be a long day. Okay, I'm going to mark that down and move on. Dude, you were smart because, like, when I came in and dealt with, and here's a very beautiful moment for the topic of the day. So I'm uh, Kanye West was coming in. Kanye okay. West, whole huge ass band. We're talking two drummers, two bassists, two guitar players, four keyboard players, four percussionists, including two taiko drummers, eight rappers, four background singers, and some dancers. That's Seems what we like had to lot. put on our stage. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of equipment. They brought in all their rented back line from L.A. A lot of these people mm-hmm. I know because they're from my Stevie Wonder family. But the interior crew of Kanye didn't know me. And they mm-hmm. didn't like me. Because I was white. Ah. Okay. And every time I tried to help, they didn't want my help. And 
unfortunately, I was in a situation where, no, unfortunately, I've got to help. We've got to be through time. We've got to do this. But we will find a way through. I mean, I'm, I work for these people, and, and I can yeah. help you. We, I know who your drummer is. It's Boots Green. I've done this kit before. I love him. He's like one of my favorite drummers on the planet. And they're like, don't touch the drums. These are all rental backline drums. They've never been put together, and they were running about mm. an hour behind. So I start putting stuff together because I have no choice of getting real angry and everything. And... I didn't lose my cool. I didn't lose my top. In fact, I fired one of my guys that night because while I was being called a cracker and a lot of other names, I knew, man, yo, this is Philly solid. They just think I'm some dumb redneck from Texas, yeah. and rightfully so. So I'll take it on the chin for this one right up until my crew member made a little racist derogatory statement, and I had him removed from the crew. Mm -hmm. So somebody saw that, and I got at least credibility with one cat right up until they said, you know what, dude, our manager, big Bill's going to be up here in a minute, and he's going to show you. And I said, like, okay, Big Bill, shit. Now I'm scared because he's big. <laughs> and about 10 minutes later, I feel this tap on my shoulder. A tap, 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 tap on my shoulder. And <laughs> I, uh, they're all, you can see these guys going, oh, yeah, now it's going to happen. And, and I turn around, and I look up, and this guy is huge. And he You're goes, like, oh. Kenny! And I go, Bill! And he picks my little ass up and hugs me like a little teddy bear. And we're laughing and catching up because he was my front, he was my monitor mixer for Stevie Wonder. Okay. And I'm, you know. Yeah, and like if you, it's pertinent to the times too. If you keep your cool and you show your worth, what's going to happen? Yeah. And Only it was good a, things. Yep. Because I understood, instead of getting offended, instead of getting my soul hurt or acting reactionary because my feelings were hurt, I took into consideration the fact that, yo, man, a lot of times in Texas, I've been with soul bands. I've felt the racism. I used to tour with Tejano bands. Mm -hmm. I felt the racism. I do not was know when I was with the Tejano band and the only white guy in the band what any of these cops were thinking when they came up to me and started spouting racist crap to me like I was their ally. Like how somehow this Mexican band had kidnapped me. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. This happens, man. You can't write it or you can after it happens and hopefully sell it to Hollywood. Right. But the bottom line being is I knew all these dudes and I, and I knew who they were and I knew exactly who they worked for. And they're all brilliant Texan, wonderful human beings and now dear friends for life. Man. But they didn't know me. And so I expected that I was going to get kicked in the teeth a little. Did. Man. Until Bill came along. They turns around and goes, this cracker here, this cracker is the problem. If this cracker, you've got a problem with this cracker, you're the problem. Because this is my boy, Kenny, and he will do anything you need. He takes care of me. Listen to him. Because he's trying to help you. Bro, the whole world opened up like a flower. Which brings me to my next point about being prepared for the next gig. Because the reality was, all of a sudden we were a team. And we made tape, yeah. mar tape marks for all, like, 180 pieces of gear we had to get on the stage, right? Yeah. And we tape marked it and we order reverse ordered it back into the, the trailer that we had to hold it in. Mm -hmm. And we get in there and we get it done and we, we break bread afterwards together with a couple of beers, bond in our unity and plan for the next day. Yeah, dude. Like we had uh, someone, it was before my time at the one company, but I've, I've heard stories of one of the guys on the crew like freaked out because there was an extra DI on the, uh, on the rider that they didn't need. So he was freaking out that he had to do less work. I was like, yeah, yeah, dude. People choose the worst stuff to complain about. I'm like, what? I didn't have time to complain. All I had the time to do was to succeed for the event. Just adapt, adapt, we're, make it happen. Put a smile on your freaking face. You know, I haven't, you know, made it to the degree that I, I one day wish to achieve. But thus far, I've held every job title that I've ever wished to have in this industry. 
I've played drums on records. I've recorded and mixed records. I'm a house guy at a lovely institution and for another good sound company. I've done backline. I fixed drums. I have a podcast that I'm proud of. Like, if this is the bottom layer, we're good. We're good. Hey, well, because you've learned to adapt. You've learned to adjust. You've learned to modify your income. It drives my wife nuts sometimes in the fact that it's just hard because I'm doing so many things. Yeah. It's a little exasperating for her, and I truly respect that and understand that. So I've learned to compartmentalize some, but yo, I make my living as a tech. I make my living as a keyboard tech. I make my living mm -hmm. as a playback tech. I make my living as a stage manager. I make my living as a professional drummer in the studio and live, both with original artists whose catalogs I have to learn, and cover bands whose catalogs I already know already. I'm sorry, yeah. unfortunately, uh, the, cat, the, the cover catalog is a deep one. And I teach. I teach in person. I teach mm -hmm. online. I teach drum lessons. I teach drum tuning lessons. I teach voice lessons. Those are all a variation of ways I make money. And in order yeah. to bring in some of those lessons, I have a YouTube channel that teaches people how to tune drums, hopefully brings lessons in, brings a little bit of income, but has built a, a voice in the community that's allowed me to be a part of my community at, in a great way. And again, yeah. if this is the bottom layer, I'm with you, bro. I'm good. I also I'm forgot good. to add that I, you know, I played drums in in the two bands in my area of two of my favorite artists in the area. So, like, it's awesome. Yeah, man. Listen, listen, dude. What matters at the end of the day when you die is what you did with your time. What anyone else just has to say about it, other than if they got good advice to help you grow, yeah. or good advice to piss you off and make you grow. You know, that's the thing about people who get pissed off about all this stuff that's going on. You know, if I'd gotten pissed off those cats. My my fam, my Philly fam, my LA and Philly fam, God bless them all. Um, that event would have been terrible. Instead, by the time we packed up all that stuff, I'm hugging all the guys on the crew. We're high-fiving. Again, we broke bread. And mm -hmm. right at the end of it, or right when this break bread a moment's about to come, and we're hugging and we kicked ass, Kanye himself all of a sudden appeared like all fucking <laughs> autism style next to me, like a ghost out of nowhere, dude. He, with I the feel kindest like he words. carries a big presence, but he's also, I imagine he's very light on his feet, I imagine. Like you said. Bro, he doesn't, he's in his world. His world is his world. And the fact that he stopped for a moment, his world, yeah. came over to my world, made sure I understood Kanye is in your presence, Holmes. Listen. <laughs> And he meant it in the like, most beautiful way because he comes up and he goes, yo, man, that was absolutely beautiful. That was a beautiful thing I saw today, man. You're a beautiful person. And that was it. And he was gone. Out. But he saw me connect with his crew. He saw me create a, a work environment of love and appreciation and teamwork. And that guaranteed that Kanye had a great event. That's what I do. Kanye yep. and your team, please go do what you do. And if we all look at life like that and take all the other filters out, just be, go for the best. And if you ain't succeeding at the best, it's either because you're not ready for this level or you got to learn something. You're, you're not ready for this level. You got to learn something. Yeah. And either step aside or open your mind, learn and grow and rise up. Yeah, like, you got to rise up, rise having up. Having to learn you know? something isn't an insult. No. <laughs> it's a gift. I would not be, you know, I wouldn't be tuning drums for people or like getting compliments if I when you rolled in, if I thought I was like, you know, the end all be all for drum stuff. Yep. No. I've learned so much in the 10 months or so since we've met. Like it's ridiculous. 
And what's amazing is that as soon as you open that side of your mind, all kinds of other stuff showed up. You're like, yeah. well, if that's the case, and then your own deductive reasoning goes based on the theories you picked up from some great people. I didn't learn all this stuff myself. Tony Adams, bro. Tony Adams, yeah. Chris Oxett. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other great Bob Gatson and the other people who do videos, mm -hmm. John Good, all those people. But really, truly, personally, Tony Adams, Chris, Chris Oxett, those two guys have been monumental. Uh, and helping me, you know, I have my meticulous way. Oxit's got a lightning quick way. And I'm telling you, bro, when I'm flying on a back line headed into today's show and it's barely up and we got five minutes to air, I ain't meticulous, man. The Oxit method, the LA tune, it's getting on and it works. So I ain't arguing. I ain't yeah. arguing. I'm listening to every bit of it. Get it. <laughs> Nothing's <laughs> universal, dude. It's all. Those it's are all my subjective. masters, man. And I listen, sir. But the bottom line is, 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 is here's the success story um, that I have to point out about that day. It wasn't that Kanye came over my shoulder and complimenting him. I could go, oh, yeah, Kanye was stuck to me. What really was the joy was that we had a beautiful moment that was going to be explosive the next night, like in the musical sense. So right. here comes the event. It's the crazy day. It's the big thing. All the pressure's on. My production manager who works for Genesis, who's now my production manager with Elvis Costello, by the way, the okay. one you met, Howard. Okay. And he comes running around the corner. What he didn't know is the second, as the acts went more to DJ, we got our back line out of the way and already packed it. It was gone. Mm -hmm. And then in between the acts, we had lined up some of our back line for the, pulled out and lined up some of our back line for the show to go in the reverse order that we expected it to. Instead of, you know, we pl plotted and planned this. Right. And we had tape marks on all the grounds and we had the mics and everything. Everything was ready to go. We had a plan. We knocked it out. Me and the three people from Kanye's crew and my audio guy and my two team or two or three person team knocked it out. And Howard comes running around the corner, running around the corner. And he goes, all right, man, I'm here to help. What do you need to do? I said, nothing. We're done. He goes, all right, the stage is clear. Let's get the stuff out of the out of the trailer. Come on, we got to get this done. I said, no, Bram, we're done with it. He looks around the corner. Whole stage is set perfectly. Why? Tape marks, bro, because just like you did with your second day, mm -hmm. you had markers, you had details, and did you waste time? No. Nope. You went straight for the throat, got it all set up perfect. Yep. As the guy wanted the day before, and what'd you have? Success. Same thing here, and he goes, well, then let's get the line checked done. I'm like, bro, we are done. He goes, it's 25 minutes. We have a whole hour and a half. I said, I know. Shall we start the margarita machine? Yeah. Wait. Already ahead of you on it. Yeah, and man, and me and the three guys from Kanye's crew all held up these little mini margaritas I had my assistant make when we had success. Now, they were going to get drunk while we worked. They were real low tequila, but it was a, a ceremonial thing. A celebration. And right there, we did our little shot and then went and slaughtered the show, slaughtered the loadout. They went and had a kick-ass... Um, South by Southwest did everything they did that they were associated with. And, you know, and I've got lifelong friends out of that moment, you yeah. know. And, you know, I also got to know, you know, when we talk about race relations that Bill really loves me, man. Bill yeah. loves me. I, I love Bill. And it's real. And it's if you want to be courageous and like reach out and have that kind of relationship with yourself. You can have that kind of relationship with people, and then all of a sudden you get moments like this where you and I had – I mean, dude, I had a blast with you. We had so much fun in the theater for like a couple of days. Yeah, Just teaching, great. trading, trading back and forth, learning, I teaching. I have not shut up about that week since it <laughs> happened. And, and I'm sure everyone that I talk to is tired of hearing about it, but I, I'll continue to talk about it. Because it was for me, it was, it was life-changing in a very productive manner, mostly due well, to you, which I'm so thankful for, dude. Well, I'm, I, in return, offer this gratitude for you because 
you've done something that not everybody does when I give the gift. Like somebody gave me a gift. Trace Foster gave me a gift. Right. Gave me a job with Kenny Aronoff as a drum tech. I wasn't making no money, but I made the budget work for their boss. And yeah. I went in there and busted butt and he yelled at me. I was wrong every day, every day, every day until like third to last day. I walk in, they're all toasting each other going, can you believe we moved out that fast? This guy has no idea he does not supposed to move that fast. <laughs> and they broke me down until I was like the ultimate roadie. And I am forever grateful. I didn't get mad. Didn't get made, mad at them for making fun of me, teasing me, riding me hard. No, I just took it in and got better, get their approval, even though I'd know I'd never get it. You're never going to get it. Never, yeah. ever. But Yeah, sometimes you just got to let it go. Yeah, but you they gave me that gift and I ran with it. Other people have given the gift, they take it and then they throw it on the ground and kick it off and they don't do anything. Their careers go nowhere. And then I have my yeah. two buddies that I gave everything to. And uh, one's incredibly successful, uh, America Barbarso. I absolutely love you, my friend. And my other friend, D-Rock Murphy, man. He, he, he took it and turned it into like three or four years of working with his favorite bands. Then when he needed a break in, I tossed him back in on a tour I couldn't do. And he ended up not only turning that into a four-year career with Sebastian Bach, he played guitar on the tour in Canada when their guitar player couldn't get in because of, of border issues, of passport control issues. Yeah. And so, dude, you guys, and look at you, you're taking it and running with it. So from my heart to your heart, with the gift I was happy to give because your enthusiasm, thank you for running oh. with it. You restore my faith in, in the world and, and that I ain't to. just some idiot out here talking and nobody's listening. I'm, end up under a bridge going, you just use two keys. Just, just two keys. <laughs> if you see me under the bridge, man, toss a couple of quarters too, though, into the <laughs> cup. Because otherwise I'll start talking about two keys. Two quarters into the cup and just pray. Because there were not enough of you. Ah, oh. <laughs> that's why I'm under the bridge. Because uh, uh, they just didn't uh, two keys. It's fine. I mean, how many people are under the bridge going? Don't use moon gels. <laughs> don't. don't. <laughs> Make your job harder so you can feel better on the internet and in the Instagram comments. <laughs> and again, okay, that's dude. You're right. That's it. I want to feel good about it. What's the, what's the deal? And it's like. Dude, I just, everyone wants to be so, like, I'm the man. And it's like, good, man. If it works for you, it works for you. But to down something else, I mean, the best way I could put it, and then I've got to get running because I actually have a lesson at 3.30 I have to prepare for. All good, um, Is that you hear all these drummers, like you and I, on the internet, we talk about being cool and people bashing and stuff. Um, uh, Lars Ulrich, mm -hmm. good or bad, what do you think? I'm just going to ask you. I'm going to bait you. Lars Ulrich, good or bad? Everyone pulls this up, and I, I, I will equate it to the way bass players feel about Fieldy from Corn. Okay. It's not good or bad, because on the nose, people want to be like, it's terrible. But no one else does what they do in the way they do it. Yes. I don't, you know, I don't like the St. Anger snare sound, but I talk about it, so... Nobody likes the St. Anger snare sound, but that's yeah. what they wanted at the time. But yeah. if you go back to the earlier things about drum sounds and drum feels, the mm -hmm. like the the Injustice for All and the the Black album drum sounds are so in your face fist punch. Mm -hmm. But if you go back to the earlier drum sounds, that may not be the best. But here's the thing: Bro wrote a whole new genre of music on drums. Yeah, what other people do on a rhythm guitar, he did on drums with James Hetfield Unified. Change the way you write on an instrument. Now, I know he ain't Neil Peart. I definitely know he ain't Tony Williams or Vinnie Collier or Buddy Rich or all these guys who are drum masters. But since most of us are trying to be successful in a band, 
Um, and the ones who won't may not understand this, but the ones who are, and they're all talking crap about Lars Olsen, talking crap about all these other players, is this, man. If I had my druthers to be like, you know, Vinny Caliuta or Lars Ulrich, or, you know, let's see, another, what's another great drummer? Dave Wackel mm-hmm. or Lars Ulrich, okay? Which are you going to choose growing up loving rock and roll? I think you know which one you're going to choose. Yeah. Because here's the deal. Dave Weckl is a fine example. He's got tons of videos, tons of records. He's done his own thing, made his own money with his name. Vinny Colani's done a, a few. He's got a few videos going on over here. Buddy Rich videos are all in retrospective. But the bottom line is not a single one of those has a T-shirt, um, a poster, or one bobblehead at Spencer's. Not no. one. Metallica's got at least five posters, 10 t-shirts, a bobblehead of each of them in two different poses, some ashtrays, some mugs, some other stuff because their brand and their their propaganda is so associated with their fans who love them. A million people are not going to pack into wherever to watch Dave Weckl play drums. Nope. No, they're it's not. It's unfortunate. And but a million people like, are not going to yeah. pay 180 a ticket. Yeah, to see them at that gig. It would but be they like will you and me Metallica. and six other nerds be like, it's Dave Weckl, bro. See what he's yeah. doing? Dave Weckl, yo. <laughs> so it's all about perspective. What I love about all these guys is they've all led the way. They've all led the path. Yeah. You know? But I they've mean, done it in their way. Like, what? when I... It's hard to play along to Metallica songs. Yeah. As well, a, there's a reason for that. <laughs> but that's beside the point. You're like, oh, no metronome at all? Oh, uh, that's okay. hot. That's so rebellious, Lars. You are a Scamp. <laughs> Just a little, little impish scamp. <laughs> you oh, know, man. and that's the perspective I try to give to everything, you know, again, with drum tuning and backline stuff is that sometimes things work for players and sometimes your all-knowing authority isn't right. But yeah. if, you, if you reach out and you open your mind and you open your heart and soul, um, you get moments like you had you get moments like i had because that was the best part after the margarita toast man everything was happy and afterwards we're all hugging and there's just love man and all of a sudden the vibes that you energy that you're giving the yeah. energy that you're resonating at is at a higher level mm-hmm. and you become a higher level person that can resonate with people i mean i have lots of conversations with my conservative and my super liberal friends and we all get along fine. We may argue here and there, but we get along fine. And I respect them, and they respect me, and I learn something new every day. Because I know what, bro? I am a drum tech and a drummer. What the f- do I know about <laughs> any of this, bro? There's companies that are putting up the buildings and then releasing them to the people who then run the stuff that we run, which yeah. is basically nothing more than a circus. Show up, take everybody's money with T-shirts and whiz bangers and some music, and then get out. You know, we came for your money and your women. Ha. You know, what, it's what do I have pillaging. to say about any of that, dude? Yeah. About tariffs, about, you know, income tax, about any of this, bro. I, I don't know. I just want to tune drums, man. Yeah, I don't know much about God other than I know there's God. And they got lots of books on it. <laughs> what do I, I'll, I'll read up on the books, but I'm not no religious, you know, savior. I'm not, I'm not no, a scholar. I'm not a scholar. I'm not some mathematician or some some scientist who knows all about, you know, health and viruses. Yeah. Especially when the pros are like, we don't know what it is. I'm like, well, if if, if you don't know, if the scientist doesn't we've, we've know. We've been wrong three know. times so far. Yeah. We've been, we don't know. But enjoy your barbecue. Have a Memorial Day. I do like barbecue. 
Me too, dog. In fact, I enjoyed that barbecue that you had right there in downtown Gettysburg. That little red and blue burger. They had some uh, good yeah, food. Yeah. What was that other? What was the barbecue joint that was there, or was it the red and blue that had the the awesome sweet uh, short rib sandwich? Uh, the blue and the gray, I think. The blue and the gray. Yeah, has that awesome short rib sandwich. And if they notice that you're a liberal, they've got a rebel flag that they're going to plop right inside that burger chest. So you know, liberal <laughs> baiters. stamp it. Bro, if you show your colors, your food is coming a little incorrect. <laughs> just, just be ready for it, dog. Pride is as pride does, y'all. Pride That's is true. as pride does. God, life is funny, dude. It's, it's no words, dude. It's an experience, I'll tell you that. We're going to get sued for this podcast. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of blips. No, they, dude, it's a great burger, man. Good people, good times, comfy vibe. Great, chill little restaurant, and uh, loved it. Sweet. Your short rib sandwich rocks, y'all. All right, brother, I got to go hit a lesson, man. Cool. Um, dude, I, it was so good to catch up with you, so good to see you. Yeah. And uh, just, I wish you nothing but success with this podcast. I hope we were off topic and on topic enough that it's something that people want to listen to. Because on a day like today, it's hard to stay on topic. Yeah, dude. It's Man, I just want more for this world and better for people. And if anyone wants to know, you know, they, people always ask, you know, how did you get this job? How do you keep this career? Is there a, an employment service that gets you a job with Rihanna? Heck, man, what? Are you high? <laughs> Ain't no employment service for Rihanna calling up. Oh, man, uh, we think you're qualified for this job. What the <laughs> are these people thinking, man? What's, I bet Rihanna's a diva. I bet Stevie Wonder can really see. I bet he's not that very nice. <laughs> like, what are you thinking, Stevie? Of course he can't fucking see you. God. Ugh. No, Rihanna, she's got to be a diva. I don't know what's your boss like on a Monday when he isn't right. You know, when you're yeah. not giving him what he needs or her what she needs. How's their attitude? Are they a diva now? Or are they just is you because yeah. you screwed up? What is it? Which is it? Asking me about Rihanna. I'm going to tell you in the first place. Well, is Janet Jackson really nice in person? Well, coincidentally, yes. But I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Not when you ask not like with, that. Not with that attitude. <laughs> not with why, that attitude. Why don't you get? Why don't you develop a life skill and work hard enough to get in that position and then make it up for yourself? Yeah, dude. And the way and I've gotten these jobs is being the best I could be, reaching further, uh, learning that pro, that manual on the fly, learning mm -hmm. it, and realizing I'm not ready for this, and just. Uh, I'll have it ready in a minute, sir. And run and blaze and earn as hard as you can. Then don't walk around like you carrying some badge of honor going, oh, I know so many things. No, bro, you got lucky. Yeah. You got it done in time. Now remember right. that and move on forward. Because that's how I get my work, man. Be nice. Yeah. Be friendly. Get along with people. Be kind. Dude, uh, I end mouth. every podcast by saying, do what you love, love what you do, travel light, and don't be a dick. Yeah, dude. I, dude, this is why we get along, yeah, man. man. This is why we get along. We, we're like brothers from another mother. And uh, whenever you want to do another round of this on a day that isn't so, you know, overwhelming emotionally and just spiritually for say, my country, man, when uh, it's uh, when things open up, I I hope we can do another one of these, and I I hope even more that we'll uh, run into each other in person at some point down the road. I'm sure it'll happen soon. As soon as my industry opens up again, I'm going at it like a dog to bone. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Dude, I'm gonna be right there with you. All right, I'll probably still have a mask on. I hope that doesn't freak you out, but it's going to be fucked up for a long time, dude. So oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm going with the Chinese model, man. Just they, they pollution. If the, if the mask is disease. what it takes to keep everyone safe, then just wear the mask. It's Bro, I'm going to get one printed with the rest of my face. 
So oh. it's like looking at me. <laughs> it just looks like, oh, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, it is. You can get it done right now. You can go online and get it done. It's beautiful. Or we can get each other's faces so you can have like my, my little bit of beard. Okay, that's a little creepy, bro. Yeah. You yeah, like I'm not going to wake up with you wearing my, you're going to be out of your podcast one day wearing my skin going, I am drop tuning <laughs> specialist, can I share it? And, uh. <laughs> Got to be good somehow. Maybe with it's the like beard a, sticking out through the rough skin. <laughs> it's all barely got, clinging to got, the beard. He's got mutton chops, but then just like a neck beard thing. What happened to the front of it? <laughs> That's a messed up thought to leave everybody with. Uh, oh. But hey, dude, it's sometimes what we do because hopefully in this hour and 20 minutes that we've been yattering and chattering, we've provided some humor, some insight, some reasons for you to go check out my channel, YouTube, Kenny Sherritt's. Time to check out his podcast and see if there's more content worthwhile because hopefully there's something worth mining here for you. (laughs) Sunday, Sunday, brother. All All right, right, man. Dude, Dude, love you to death, man. Just be safe. You too. Close it out with what you say. Said, do what you love, love what you do, travel light, and don't be a dick. My pleasure. So you do the same. Much love, brother. Later, man.